Aloha. You're listening to Sandcast, Beach Volleyball with Triborn and Travis Mawerder, presented to you by VolleyballMag.com. And today we have a very special guest from the islands, my brother, the bug, Taylor Crab. How's it, boys? What's up, brother? Thanks for having me. I feel like before we do like an all-Hawaiian podcast, we need to have like a Pigeon 101. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, had to, I had to throw a little pigeon in the intro for Bugs yeah. episode. Duh, <laughs> bug. We should probably start by uh, explaining to people why I call you the bug. I don't know how many people call you that now. I feel like it's catching on a little bit. It is a little bit. Uh, yeah, but it actually started with my parents. Oh, really? Yeah, my mom always used to call me the bug. Oh, nice. Yeah. See, I, I feel better about it now. Yeah. I was like, maybe maybe it's like, because me and Trevor were, and, and our, our whole group were yeah. kind of like the older older brothers kind of being dicks to you when we were younger. That was, was definitely like, part of it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, we're kind of dicks. We called yeah. him a bug because yeah. we thought we could squash him. But, uh, okay, I'm glad it came from yeah. Auntie Paula. Yeah, no, it wasn't just, like, the group. It was my, I was always the smallest in my family until uh-huh. I grew past my mom. <laughs> <laughs> but she can still be in arm wrestling. <laughs> That's what she says, but... <laughs> maybe nah, not, nah. maybe not. You just you can she, beat her now, maybe. Yeah, she's, she's an athlete, though. <laughs> That's for sure. She's probably out on the water right now with my mom. (laughs) Our moms paddle together back in Hawaii there. They got their crew of just athletic women that just don't stop moving. Just activities all day. I feel like all of y'all's families is just active nonstop. Oh, yeah. Like you were named after triathlons, right? Mm, Like because your parents sort of of passions for (laughs) it. That's what everyone says, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) My dad was like, the only reason he didn't want to name me Travis, because he's like, damn it, then all my friends are going to give me crap because they think I named you after triathlons. <laughs> it's more because I'm the third child, but yeah, basically. Um, but yeah, our families, that's, I mean, that's what you do in Hawaii. You go outside, yeah. you don't stay inside, you just go outside and find activities to do all day. And especially for us, we grew up at the, the beach club, Outrigger Canoe Club. And yeah, luckily just, we had that. We could, it's like, I mean, they have everything there the volleyball, surfing. It's canoe great. yeah it's great for uh parents because they just drop us off yeah. just like ah the the workers will take care yeah, of you like they'll daycare. watch you <laughs> yeah. all the filipino workers yeah. are just like yelling at us all day telling us what to do and what not to do remember that really old worker when we were kids but he always had candy in the locker room oh yeah james james yeah yeah <laughs> we, anytime we go take a shower dry off and then boom you guys want some candy? He was like so... <laughs> just, that sounds so creepy. Yeah, he, was, he, was a, <laughs> he was the nicest guy now, ever. Now that I think about it. <laughs> yeah. oh, what was going How on there? <laughs> How did we make it? <laughs> no, because he was so old. He would, he had to like... At the end of the day, he's the locker room attendant. So he had to clean the mats and like rinse them off from all the yeah. sand and stuff. So he'd just bring candy in and make the kids like pull the mats in for him. Be like, hey, do my chores and I'll give you guys candy. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> James, I remember him. They still yeah. got a plaque up for him. And yeah. He's the man. Well, it's funny, just like <laughs> talking to you guys, just because we just had Sarah Sponsel in, and, and her childhood was so much different in that her parents just had her specialize in volleyball right away. Mm-hmm. And you guys grew up playing everything. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I think the first sport I played was probably soccer, like, uh, as a team sport. You know, I was always peppering with my dad and stuff, but as a yeah. team, it was soccer, basketball, and then volleyball and how much because like i mean tim bomgren 
he always emphasizes how valuable it is to play multiple sports. Mm-hmm. How valuable do you think that is that you just developed like so many different skill sets? It can oh, just transfer over. Yeah, 100%. Any sport you play will teach you something different, whether it's a, a team sport or, you know, you're, you're your own team like ping pong or something. Just the, the way you need to compete in different sports is, you know, good for all different kinds of activities you do in life. Yeah. And we've all seen how competitive his older brother is. So <laughs> imagine his childhood with Trevor just freaking being the ultimate competitor yeah. and doing everything he can to beat his little brother and then getting pissed now that he, now that he can <laughs> finally compete. <laughs> but also you grew up, uh, their house is like across the street from Punahou High School, which is like one of the best athletic high schools in the nation. So you guys grew mm. up just like running across the street to like, yeah, it's called some of the best athletic facilities. Yeah, well, it's called where we played as a kid. It's called Barwick. Oh yeah, just a I little remember. playground, eight foot basketball rims. Nice. Uh, mm-hmm. We just walk across the street. Me and my friends would go as we were growing up, like try to dunk, and then even as we got older, like seniors in high school, we'd still go back to oh, just yeah. throw down like nasty yeah. dunks. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, like Tri said in the beginning, is everything's outdoors. We're we're always doing something activity wise, you know. I feel like it's, like, rare to find that you guys, like, because it sounds like you guys did a lot of so much unstructured playing, mm-hmm. right? Because now, like, kids are in organized sports, like, in first grade. It seems like you guys just, like, walk across the street and do little dunk contests. No, we never had rims. much rules. Yeah. Yeah, it was all pickup. I think, uh, and especially for you, you were always the younger, yeah. the youngest, and the, you're the bug, the yeah. small one. So everyone just freaking went all out on him. <laughs> and then when he finally grew up. I was like, oh shit, now now payback. Now it's yeah, payback. Now my time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Look who's laughing now. Yeah, I was say, at what point did you kind of shed that label as like the little brother that everybody could kind of push around? Because my little brother, we called him Peanut because he was so small <laughs> growing up. And then, I mean, now he's like five ten, like two twenty. Was by far the best athlete of our family. Like, I mean, he would shoot in the sixties regularly in golf and played in college. So he surpassed us probably like when he was a sophomore, junior in high school. Yeah. I don't know when did you kind of shed the bug label as being the one everyone picked um, on. I mean, throughout my life, it was never trying to be better than anyone for me. Even still to this day, I'd still look up to try, look up to Trevor, Brad, whoever, Riley, Madison, everyone older than me that you know has shown me the way. Basically, it's never been trying to beat them out or. You know, get rid of the nickname. I like the nickname. It's cool. Okay, uh, yeah. I never really asked if you liked it. We, no <laughs> one's really asked. I don't know if we'd care if you didn't like it. Yeah, but you'd still call I'm me. I'm glad you like it. <laughs> but no, everything's been, for me personally, just try to be the best athlete I could be. Yeah. Because, you know, I have goals in life, and not one of those goals is to be better than someone. Right. So, and so what are those goals looking like right now? Right, I mean, the short-term girl goals is to uh, defend my title at New York. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's number one right now. Excited to go back there. Love the city. Love that venue. It's actually, I think it's probably my favorite. Like outside the California ones, my favorite venue to travel to. Yeah, uh, that venue was sick last year. Out yeah. on the pier and the mm-hmm. whole backdrop is just the full New York skyline. Yeah. Do you know if it's the same venue this year? I think so. It is? Okay. I remember they talked about it's like super expensive to rent out that real estate, but I hope they kept it the same. Yeah, I mean, I actually, I haven't gone online and checked the info yet. I think they did. I know the guy's qualifier is off-site. Yeah, they normally do that. 
Yeah. Um, oh wow. But I think the main site is still is still the same. This will be my first trip to New York since I was in high school. So <laughs> I can't wow. stay in New York. So <laughs> I just don't like cities. Yeah. Uh, no. So. I can only go for like two or three days. Yeah. That's like, why it's it perfect me for. Out. A, a little weekend for an event, yeah. 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 The it's venue sick. always looks sweet, though, and I'm sure that mm. it's ex- extra fond memories for you because that was oh, your yeah. first win last yep. year, right? Yeah, that was my first. It was win my last first year. broadcasting. Uh, <laughs> first time I ever broadcasted was in New York. Yeah, oh, nice. <laughs> Everyone remembers that. Come on. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, yeah, that was a sick event, though. And what you fly out tomorrow or something? No, Thursday morning. Thursday morning. Yeah, got we it. Get, uh, it's Monday now. Two days, two more days of practice here, and then. Fly out Thursday. How's your How's your old man holding up, Jake Gibb? He'll be ready. He He knows how to take care of himself. Yeah, yeah. A little setback, but not a huge injury. Yeah. So he had a, I think he broke or fractured his uh, yeah, pinky toe. Dislocated it and they put it back in. There's Ooh. a small fracture. Wow. Yeah. And what event was that? That he did that? Or was it practice? Was practice. Practice. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, John Mayer. <laughs> calling you out dirty player <laughs> yeah <laughs> everyone knows john mayer so nah, yeah. <laughs> no it was i mean they just both hit feet under the net and just got his pinky toe yeah <laughs> that could be worse <laughs> it's like it's one of the worst injuries to like tell people oh what's yeah. wrong pinky toe like, it, just it sounds <laughs> like yeah so you're playing through that right uh, like well yeah. i can't yeah Your toe basically yeah. flexes on every I'd, point i've fractured my foot in high school and like a f- foot and even hands, like it's something you don't want to really mess with because yeah. it's very easy to refracture yeah. and then you're out even longer. Mm-hmm. So it was actually a, there's no good time to get injured, but for him it was a good time to get injured because uh, right. we had this kind of three-week off period yeah. uh, besides Austin. But, you know, the bulk of our season is coming up right now in the end of June and then all of July and August. Yeah. So... Maybe a blessing it happened now rather than later. For sure, yeah. yeah. What do you guys have? Obviously, we have New York coming up, but yeah. I know that the international schedule is starting to pick up a little bit too. So what yeah. do you, what's your schedule looking like? I know you just mentioned that the bulk of the season. Where all are you headed? Yeah, so what I meant by that was we're going to Seattle AVP at the end of June, and then straight from there we leave to Poland, straight from there to Portugal, and then Stad, Switzerland. So yeah. three weeks in Europe. It's a long trip. Yeah. All pretty nice uh, I, spots to yeah. go to. It's and a nice stretch. Also, my parents will be coming out for those too. Uh, of, so, course. of course. Yeah. If you guys have been to volleyball tournaments, you've probably seen Taylor's parents. Yeah. They, uh, they love traveling. So, yeah, I'm excited for that three weeks in Europe. Last year, we had a, a two-week trip, uh, which was really fun. Porridge to Stad, I think it was. Yeah, that's a, that's yeah. a good one. Yeah. So, now... Three weeks going to be interesting. Yeah, I think... Oh, wait. Did they have Porridge last year? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I think this I can't is, remember. They took it off this year, right? Yeah, or it's, it's all like year. a one-star okay. this year. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I remember the year before that. So 2016, I think it was the same thing. But it was Croatia and then a week off, I think, or two weeks mm. off. And then Switzerland. And we didn't want to go to Switzerland early, so we just cruised in, in Porridge for like a week and a half. It was oh, like that heaven. Been, yeah. <laughs> That the place is little, amazing. Yeah, it's sick. And what does a like a three week trip to Europe look like, just in terms of? Because I like having my morning routine 
and everything. And I feel mm-hmm. like that just disrupts everything. It's like, how do you keep <laughs> up with like training and lifting and like oh. not getting food poisoning? Dude, the morning yeah. routine is the best in Europe. I feel like, cause the whole lifestyle is like, that's what they do. You, you sit down in the morning and you like converse with people and have a coffee and yeah. it might be like a two hour breakfast. Yeah. Like, that's drink normal. Drink going 8,000 miles an hour. Like oh yeah, you. they drink a lot of espresso. And, all <laughs> yeah. and that's all Jake drinks. Oh yeah. Oh, he'll go through eight cups of espresso in the morning. <laughs> oh, so that's how he's still running. Yeah. <laughs> the guy loves his coffee. Yeah, you get, you get, you try to like embrace the culture as you go to these different places. And yeah. I mean, <clears throat> someone like Jake who's been on the road for so long, you just like follow him around because he like knows the yeah. go-to in each town, especially like Stad. Yeah, he definitely uh, helps me a lot with you know getting acclimated to wherever we are, and uh, it's also nice to have Rich as a coach. Yeah. Who, you know, he stays on top of us for whatever we need to do, whether it's working out or practice or what our bodies needs. It's uh, it's nice to be traveling with a team. Not everyone gets to travel with a coach and yeah. everything, so it's. It's honestly really helpful that he's there. Yeah. Do you? Does Rich? I know. I know he's a, a fiend in the weight room. Yeah. <laughs> does, does he second as your weight coach when you're on the road? Like getting in there with you, helping you. Uh, Not that you need a lot of help with it, but no. He, I know he's he, in there with you. Yeah. He, oh, he's definitely. He's in there a couple times a day. Yeah. Uh, no, he he doesn't really tell us what he trusts us and what we know what we need for our body. Yeah. We yeah. Do. yeah. Uh, but it's nice to just even see him in there, you know, having sure. me, Jake, and him mm-hmm. as a team working out at the same time is, yeah. you know, you, you love to work out with someone else rather than yeah, by exactly. yourself. Definitely. <laughs> so, like, I mean, how do you get acclimated to that new schedule? And it's not like, you know, you'll train. And I know that it seems difficult to, because you have to sign up for court training right yeah. there. Yeah, you have to sign up the day before uh, for a court and everyone's always wanting to get the good times per se. Right. But so when you go to the sign up sheets, all the good times are taken already. <laughs> yeah. If yeah. you're not first there, you fly yeah. in and then that's like the routine, like yeah. go straight to the sign up sheet or yeah. send your coach there. And there's like all this, uh, but no, so he, yeah, that's another thing he's really good at. So he takes care of all that for us. Oh, nice. I mean, he asks like what we kind of want, like in the mornings or afternoon, but, he goes to the board, goes downstairs, signs us up for everything, and takes care of all that. So all we have to do is focus on, you know, our bodies and playing. And yeah, that's huge. When you're not lifting or training, too, like you, you can't, like, go home. And obviously yeah. you have a hotel. But, like, how much do you, like, get out and actually enjoy the place that you're at? Or is it mostly just – are you just volleyball? Uh, depends where we are. Like, in Stad, we – the day bef- a couple of days before, we take bikes up to the – the waterfall yeah it's an awesome bike ride uh but most of the time it's pretty laid back uh just focusing on volleyball you know if we for some reason get out of the tournament early then yeah we go explore kind of learn the culture where we are yeah uh, which is really fun but never good to get out of the tournament early (laughs) (laughs) you got you kind of pick and choose your your activities like a lot of like in norway i remember like we really wanted to go up to the fjords and like mm-hmm. there's this crazy hike you can do but we were winning in the tournament so everyone got to go hike and yeah. like check out they're sending these sick pictures back but you're never mad about winning either right. but yeah. you're also like i don't know if i'm ever going to come back here i got to take advantage of the sites or the city mm-hmm. or like all that kind of stuff but just got to kind of manage it some some yeah. teams like 
prefer to do more and not sit around. Others like to just keep to themselves and stay yeah. quiet and focused. I feel like having Jake with you too probably helps you stay focused because he's been around long enough where he's probably seen it all. Yeah, <laughs> he, he likes he, to get out though. Yeah, he's like. actually uh, more of a touristy guy than I am. Really? Yeah. yeah, he likes to get out and you know check whatever it is that they have. He'll look on the internet to see what's cool around. Yeah, him. he wants to go do it. Uh, Knows the good restaurants, all yeah, that kind of I'm, stuff. I'm kind of the opposite where. I could just sit in my hotel bed all day. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, like if he wants to go somewhere, I'm 100% in to go with him. Yeah. Well, it's been a while since you've been out of a tournament too early. I mean, Austin, you pick up Tim Baumgren like two, <laughs> two days before, end up in the finals despite him dragging around a bum ankle. Dude, he no. wasn't dragging around, man. Yeah. He, was, he was working. Man. That was, that was fun. It's crazy to watch the the videos of it too, because when I was watching him in person, I didn't really notice the limp. But when you mm -hmm. go back and watch it, like his yeah. ankle was clearly giving him problems. Yeah, and I mean behind the scenes, like in the hotel room, and you know walking in the hotels, going to dinner, like he was limping pretty good. Yeah, like, it was hurting him. He told me, so it happened the first day in our second match, and then the morning we woke up the second day, he told me. He was 50-50 on playing. I was like, oh, no, dude. <laughs> Two partners in a row. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah. Uh, but, no, man, all credit to him. He held up. He took some ibuprofen and yeah. went out there like a warrior and played for, for himself and me and our team. So hats off to him. Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, yeah, and then, I mean, you guys make a final with, you know, one, one day of, of practice at, yeah. at Aussies. Yeah, uh, we got to practice with uh, Casey and Stafford uh I mean he's real easy to play with uh his set's real easy he just likes it straight up and down so he can come in and get it uh you know not a flashy guy he wasn't shooting the ball anywhere to him and he's a great hand setter so his setting is very dependable uh so yeah it was just very easy to gel with and we created chemistry as we went on uh got better and better which is what you're always looking to do in a tournament, not just with a new partner, with you know a partner you're playing with for years. You're always trying to peak at the right moments. Yeah, you're getting pretty good at that. You yeah. did it with Tim and then with Chase Budinger. And yeah. yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, so you played in the Laguna Open this weekend, right? Yeah. How'd that one go? I heard you had some good, uh, some good draws. Yeah, we, <laughs> we, had, uh, we got pretty lucky. I mean, we're the number one seed, so we got a first-round bye, uh, which helped out. Uh, and then our first round, we got to play Trav right here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, that was a the fun game. Uh, they played, dude, uh, Van, what's his first name? Ryan? DR. David yeah. Ryan, yeah. Yeah, man. That guy can fly around the dude, court. Crazy. He touches everything. So annoying to play against. <laughs> <laughs> and Travis was bombing jump serves at me. They had like four aces and like six blocks on me. It was so frustrating. Oh, there you go, Travis. <laughs> so frustrating. I spatched about four that hit a line. <laughs> That's the best like, kind of serve. First round game, I'm like looking to have a cakewalk, and then here we are, 22-20 in the first set. Oh. I'm like sweating. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> no, that was a, an awesome tournament. Uh, uh, that's my third time playing in it. The setup there is always unbelievable. Right on the boardwalk there. Yeah. The... You know, for the finals, like, the crowd keeps getting closer and closer, so there's no room to really run and get a ball that's off the court, right. which is always 
really fun to play with. Dive into the fans. Yeah. That's always fun. Yeah, so that was a really fun tournament and super fun to play with Chase. Some yeah, for real. How was that? Physical specimen, dude. <laughs> it is, huh? Yeah. Uh, yeah, he was also really easy to play with, too. Both of us, he's actually a very quiet, reserved guy in the court, right. too. So I, I would totally uh, picture you guys just being super quiet yeah. the whole time. <laughs> yeah, so his uh, his girlfriend was the one actually, like, telling us we need to talk on the court. <laughs> sounds just like my wife. Yeah. <laughs> you and John need to communicate better. Like, I would hear that so much. Yeah. I'm like, we're, we're, we're doing a guy thing, right? Yeah. Like, we don't, we don't talk about all the stuff you want to talk about. Yeah, so that was super fun to play with. I'm happy. You know, that was actually a really late call, too. Oh, yeah? Uh, I wasn't looking to play in it at all, actually. But That's a surprise for you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was like, uh, eh, two-day tournament. But then he called, and I was like, okay, I'm in. <laughs> Perfect. Ended up winning. And, I mean... Yeah. It was a pretty decent purse for a nice local tournament. Yeah, too. that's that's also what pushed me to kind of play. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So what was the what was the purse? Was, how much uh, did you get for winning it? We split four k. So you split the same as Trevor and Mayer for flying to China. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And they won a two star. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's you gotta pick works. and choose your tournaments. <laughs> <Come> on, <laughs> so, I mean, good on Laguna though yeah. for kind of building it up. Because I mean, it was like five years ago. It was like two hundred fifty bucks. Yeah, and then now it's at uh, eight grand. I'm pretty so. sure I won it that year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Will Montgomery played it like probably five years ago. Yeah, damn it, <laughs> the hell. Yeah, but no, I was talking. Or actually, what was really cool is all the old school players were there too. Oh really? But yeah, like Stokos was there. Ob was there, all watching. Uh, I talked to Ob for a little bit, and he says that he wants to get it up to like a big term, like 50k purse. What? Yeah, that'd be sick. Yeah. But just completely separate from it. what is AVP gonna start uh, start regulating? Oh, it's a CBVA technically. Oh, it's a CBVA. Yeah, technically it's a CBVA. It's oh, yeah. sponsor funded. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. But then technically CBVAs signing in with P fourteen forty. Did I hear that? Yeah. So some I don't know if it's all the CBVAs, but like select CBVAs, you get P fourteen forty points. That's mm. sort of like oh, right, an right, AVP okay. next like feeder system, I, I guess. See. Well, um, but yeah, they had like P fourteen forty branding all over it. It's kind of interesting. You put money up, and and the players will people show come. up. Yeah. People <laughs> show up for sure, especially if it's local in yeah, California. For sure. Now we're going to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Wilson Volleyball. The AVP season is back, hallelujah, which means, guess what? We are back to playing with Wilson Volleyballs again, and the college girls plays with Wilson, and the CBVA plays with Wilson, the AVP plays with Wilson. There is a reason that all of the pros and those about to become pros play with Wilsons, all right? It is the best ball in the game. It is the one the pros use and the one that you should use as well, and the good news is is that you can get 20% off by using our discount code WILSONSAND. All right, and I'll say that one more time. You can get 20% off by using our discount code WILSONSAND for 20% off of the best balls in the game. This podcast is also brought to you by Firefly Recovery. Listen, we're all athletes here for the most part, which means that we are all aching in some way or other or sore somewhere. 
All right, and a lot of times this is our knees, which is where firefly recovery comes into play, which is why I love them so much. So if you're one of those weird people who go to work every day, like I do, you can strap this onto your knee while you're sitting at your desk, and it helps you recover by moving the blood around in the region. I'm not a scientist. I don't know exactly how it works. You can go to fireflyrecovery.com. They have all sorts of testimonials and information out there. But what I just want to say is that it works. Like if you're traveling on a plane to an FIVB or a Norseca or to AVP Austin or to AVP New York or Seattle or wherever it may be, use Firefly Recovery on the plane. It'll help you recover while you're sitting there on your plane ride talking to people that you probably don't want to be talking to anyway. So use Firefly Recovery to be the best athlete that you can be. We would like to welcome a new sponsor to the show, Pacific Coast Wealth Management, or PCWM, if that's easier for you. If your financial plan goes beyond making it into the main draw of an AVP volleyball tournament, check out their online planning tool at PacificCoastWealthManagement.com. When you're there, click on Build Your, Build Your Financial Plan Here link and work with a, a licensed fiduciary advisor who can discuss 401k, IRA, life insurance, estate plans, tax strategy, social security, investments, or good old stock tips, also known as everything that beach volleyball players do not specialize in. You could use the help. Trust me, I know. Hit up Pacific Coast Wealth Management today. Business owners who need to offer benefits, retirement, or pension plans for their employees, partners, or themselves, or 529 college savings or Roth IRA for your kids. Did you know you can gift $15,000 per year to your kid? Start with your favorite volleyball player by connecting with us at Pacific Coast Wealth Management Instagram or www.pacificcoastwealthmanagement.com or give them a call. 949-637-7052. Again, their phone number is 949-637-7052. Or we all know that Beach Volleyball, you're on Instagram. Hit them up at Pacific Coast Wealth Management on Insta. Hit them in your DMs, whatever it may be. Get in touch. We all know we need a little financial help in Beach Volleyball. These are your guys. And now, back to the show. It was funny seeing the old school guys, though, because Obradovich, I mean, because he had a year, I think he was like 22 or 21, where he won a national championship indoor volleyball, Mm -hmm. national championship or Rose Bowl with the football team, and then he won Manhattan in the same year. Really? And someone was telling him about, he was asking about Miles Uh uh, Makutitia, who won a Rose Bowl and a national championship indoor volleyball. He's yeah. like, damn it, there's two? <laughs> oh, wow. I didn't know he played uh, football. Yeah, yeah. People forget that guy played DB or safety. Well, he's, a, he's, a, he's a good athlete. <laughs> he's yeah. an intense guy. Yeah, he, won, sure. he won a national championship indoor volleyball the, his freshman year, and then Jim Harbaugh was coaching the football team. He's like, you got to pick one. Yeah. <laughs> so he just played football. He chose football over mm-hmm. volleyball. Yeah. He got his sense. national title, so figured he might yeah. as well. Damn, yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. You just make get one NFL contract and you're you're golden. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, one thing I gotta ask was just the success. I mean, not that Laguna. I mean, Laguna's field was stacked for yeah. a non-AVP. Yeah, um, for sure. But you you won Laguna with a guy you'd never played with, mm-hmm. and you made the finals in Austin with a guy you never played with. Yeah. And is team chemistry in volleyball like it's something that everyone always talks about? But is it sort of overrated in a way? I think what's more important is personality. Yeah, like getting along together more than actually like chemistry with you know skill and technique and playing with each other i think if you 
get along with each other, then that just makes playing come easier. So I got along great with Tim and Chase, which, you know, it's super easy to play with someone you like or get along with, so. Yeah. And you're kind of an expert at it because we were talking about earlier, like you basically play like six, seven days a week and you pick up tournaments for money, no money, whatever. (laughs) You've played, you won the the dino with your dad earlier this year. What's uh what's kind of the mindset behind that, or, or is that just something you've carried through since you were a kid? Yeah, I mean, just as a kid, I was always trying to do something. I was always active. I mean, mm-hmm. at times, I do just love sitting at home doing nothing. <laughs> either <laughs> all or nothing. Yeah, it's either all or nothing <laughs> yeah. for me. Uh, uh, no, but yeah, I love being active. I just love the game of volleyball. I love learning more and more, and... I really just want to be the best I can be and fulfill my dreams and goals mm-hmm. in the sport. Now, in terms of learning and getting... I've been sitting out of the sport for a while mm-hmm. now, and I'm just trying to like figure out new things that I can learn, and it's it's tough. It's tough to like go outside of your comfort zone and like be able to bring on new concepts and learn from new people and all that, but what what's kind of some stuff that you've maybe been learning lately uh, that... Maybe you're going to change in your game, or is there any kind of change coming on? Or Yeah, so I'm actually trying to work on, like, a new defensive position uh-huh. at the moment. I know uh, Hildebrand's working on some stuff with USA. Yeah, that's that's kind of what it's from. Okay. Uh, we went and watched a film together a couple weeks ago, and just on this one type of defensive starting position and kind of what you're – you're giving up and protecting. I won't make you give all the secrets. Yeah, yeah. no, but I'll it's, ask later. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll tell you off mic. <laughs> uh, In case the Euros are listening. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, but it's, I mean, even for us as professionals, uh, it's hard to pick up new things. Yeah, it's totally. very hard. And I'm, I'm still learning how to do it. Like we practice it today in practice and, you know, Tyler pulled me off to the side still and, getting frustrated on, right. you know, I can't make this dig when I'm standing in this position. But, uh, no, I love the process, and, you know, this is what makes it fun. There's nonstop things that you can learn, right. even when you think you've learned it all. Yeah. Yeah, for like me, it's hard because you're, like, I feel like, especially players like us, we're very instinctual, and we've mm-hmm. been playing since we were kids. Yeah. So, like, you're not just trying to learn the concept. You're trying to, like, reteach your instincts to, right. like, do that in the moment because volleyball is such a – bang bang sport it's like mm-hmm. if you're trying to think about it it's too late yeah like you got to fully retrain your habits to learn these new skills which is really hard hopefully i've forgotten a lot of bad habits yeah. and i'll come back with just everything perfect yeah just perfect habits yeah, I, think, <laughs> I, I think that's how it's gonna work <laughs> i feel like learning a new skill and especially like a new defensive position it takes a no small dose of humility too because yeah. anytime you try something new you're gonna get worse before you get better 100 percent. especially with where you are right now i mean arguably the best defender in the country right up there with nick and hyden probably Mm -hmm. like how tough is it to accept like right in the middle of season two that you're gonna have to take a small step back before you take that move forward it's uh it's just trust in coaches and people who i look up to so like tyler hildebrand and rich uh two great minds in volleyball who've done a lot for the sport, you know, I trust them a lot. And if they say like, you know, this is what the world is doing. Like, this is what the elite athletes in the world are doing. Then 
I trust them a hundred percent and I'll, you know, to the best of my ability, apply it to my game because I want to be the best. Yeah. And with your success on American soil, like there's no question about it. I think I feel like you and Jake are like right on the cusp of pushing through on uh-huh. the FIVB. Yeah. What's the difference between, you know, just that little border that you guys are on right now between taking, you know, a couple fifths or pushing yeah. it to the semis and then to the finals? I wish I knew <laughs> yeah. or I'd be there. I don't know, but it's, it's, it's a different world out there with those kinds of athletes and guys, how big they are, how strong they are, how, you know, their touch on the ball. What, what I think that sets them apart is uh, their serving and setting. You know, they're not all like the greatest passers, but their setting is perfect. So no matter what, they're technically in system uh and their serving is you know stronger than anyone besides phil you're basically probably. on defense sometimes like yeah legit I mean, some, some of those guys are bombing jump serves that yeah. are coming with like no spin uh so yeah, i think serving and setting is something that sets those guys apart and it's something that we need to train and work on so that we can push to make it past ninth, fifth, and hopefully podium. Yeah. And with, with Huntington, too, I mean, you guys, you played well. And then in that field, though, that mm-hmm. was a monster of a yeah. field. Like, what did you think of that event? Just because, like, when you could win three really good matches, and you're mm-hmm. still, it's just like you're playing against the best in the world, yeah. and the best in the world, yeah. and you lose, and you're playing the best in the world. It's, that was, I mean, definitely different, but it was awesome. I mean... I like that feeling of not having any rest or any easy game. Yeah. Uh, I mean, as an athlete, as a competitor, that's what you live for, really. I mean, I don't want the easy way out. I want to go through all the best teams. Yeah, I feel like it used to be a little bit of like the, oh, let's look at our draw, see if yeah. we got a good draw. Now uh-huh. it's like, you don't have a good draw. You don't. There's no good <laughs> yeah. draw. No, not at all. Like, yeah. it's crazy. <clears throat> and it's gotten even better in the last mm-hmm. two years, right? Yeah. Like, some of these teams that were... I mean, you see these young guys coming on who are yeah. just starting to make the main draw, so now they're kind of the lower seeds, but they're still so good that yep. you think like it's they're, you're seeing a 22 seed, but yep. they're not actually a 22 seed. It's like Norway, right? Like when I was in 2016, they were like basically nobodies, and then they beat me in Haydn and in Klagenfurt, and we're like, well, what the hell? How do we just lose to Norway? <laughs> what the yeah. hell? But... A year and a half later, they're top, what, eight in the world right they're, now? I Maybe mean, higher? just in the last couple of tournaments, they've placed top ten, I think, in all of them. Yeah. So. And they were in the finals in the four-star in Brazil. In Brazil, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, that blocker is freaking good. Have you played yeah. them yet? No, we just practiced against him. Uh, I played against his brother, actually, indoor. Really? Yeah, his <laughs> he, brother he played went to for Hawaii. Hawaii. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I was going to Long Beach. I played against him. But, uh, yeah, no, those guys are legit the mole yeah. brothers are gnarly athletes yeah they can both fly yeah, yeah they're both the uh, mole and sorum they're both 22 and 20 still so it's crazy because like yeah. you look at american 22 year olds on the beach it's like yeah like like so ben vaught he's mm-hmm. 22 yeah and you're like yeah he, like he's a really good young player and you compare him it's like oh wow like the norwegians are <laughs> 22 and 20 and they're Dude, in four yeah. star finals yeah nuts. it's it's scary what I mean, I don't know 
what their organization does for them, like, growing up, if they have, like, beach stuff. But there's not much men's or boys' uh, organization for beach here in the U.S. Yeah, yet. yeah, not really. It's I all mean, for uh, got outrigger right now. Girls yeah. <laughs> the baby Outr- court. <laughs> outrigger is crazy. There, we need to make a little, little movie about it because yeah. it's crazy to think about, and it's just random going off our other topic, but it's crazy to think how many good players have come out of that those small three little courts at Outrigger Canoe Club. Yeah. Pretty much every top volleyball player you've ever seen practically has come out of Outrigger. Well, it's crazy, too, just, like, your guys' childhood group. Yeah. Like, I remember talking to you a while ago about a birthday party that was, like, you, you and Trevor tried the McKibbins, the Shoji's. Shoji's. Oh, yeah. Like, these are... And now everyone is on their respective national teams. Right. Like, that's nuts. And there's a few people in there that, like, aren't playing anymore, but, like, Brad Lawson. Yeah. Spencer, is he in that group, too? Spencer, Spencer McLaughlin. He was the number... Brad and Spencer were number one recruits, and they were the number one recruits coming out of high school. Yeah, yeah. Brad um, holds the NCAA re- yeah. hitting percentage record as he, an outside. He, <laughs> Damn. Brad almost had a perfect game in the in the finals yeah. of the NCAAs, but he stepped on the line uh, on, on a, a big a back row hit. And yeah, got he, a, stepped he got on a line. kill. So he was like seventeen for seventeen. Yeah, but he stepped on the line like a quarter inch. <laughs> Holy cow! Yeah. yeah, and he's like the one that's not playing right now. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. That's wild. That like, I don't know. That childhood must have been so fun, though. Like, did you guys realize how good you were at your sports growing up? No, I didn't at all. Not but, really, because we never traveled outside. Besides yeah. JOs, yeah. we never traveled to compete in any, you know, mainland tournament. Yeah, uh, that was the one thing we did was JOs. Yeah, that's it. Other than that, we were on our island just. Kind of messing around. <laughs> just kicking we kind of dominated, though, the local <laughs> yeah. tournaments. Yeah, like, local tournaments. I think all the older local people hated us. <laughs> yeah. We had these, like, the 14, 15, 16-year-old kids coming in and winning these yeah. doubles tournaments. <laughs> the opens. <and> stuff. <laughs> Damn outrigger kids. Yeah. Well, you guys also, you got to go up against Stein and, and Wong every now and then, right? When kind they come of, in yeah. and play the occasional Actually, one. Actually, I was, I just sent an email to Glazebrook. He was asking for pictures of me and Trevor from the Outrigger. Mm-hmm. So my mom sent me one, and it's of us playing in a junior-senior tournament. And I got to play with Hans Stolfus, who was there I at remember, the time. Yeah. And Trevor played with Stein Metzger, and we played him in the semis. Yeah. And they beat us uh, in the semis because I had full leg cramps. <laughs> I was like 16 years old. I, I remember, Full yeah. leg cramps. <laughs> I've never cramped since. <laughs> Just that one tournament. God. <laughs> Still let Trevor you. win. <laughs> Damn it. Well, we also had, I feel like a lot of it has to do with the older generation, like mm-hmm. your dad, obviously. Um, but like, I feel like all my, except for my parents, all of my friends' parents were like some of the best volleyball players in Hawaii of their generation. And yeah. they all kind of grew up and lived around Outrigger. So they raised their kids at Outrigger. I happened to be there just because my, my mom paddled for the club and my whole family got into Outrigger and so I just became friends with the kids that played volleyball. Um, but I certainly had no idea what, what the hell we were getting ourselves into or how until the four man tournament when you took down Alika. The daddy. The daddy. He That's won still the, the greatest the most prestigious four man tournament in Hawaii. Yeah, that and was the, still the greatest win of my career, I think, at this point. <laughs> like my cousin Alika Williams, who played on the tour as well, 
he wins like all of those. He owned Hawaii <laughs> until yeah. that moment. He owned every tournament. And finally, try how old were you? Like 18 at the time? I think 17. 17. Yeah. Took him down in the finals. We went to the you know the restaurant where at the Outrigger and I, no during the finals we started chanting AVP AVP <laughs> when he was seventeen it was awesome I planted the seed in my head yeah. that, that was the tournament planted the seed like yeah I'm better at beach yeah. <laughs> indoor stuff's all right I'll go to college and play indoor yeah. but beach is where it's at for sure so the four man's the biggie down there the daddy yep yeah that's yeah. the one it's the one you want to win when is it do you guys fly back to play in that still or is it no, we've kind of created a new one. It was actually Kona Red. for my dad's birthday. I think the first year was his 65th birthday. Okay. Uh, since we're all not there during the summer, and we all love to play four-man at the Outrigger, we oh. kind of created this tournament when we're all back home. Uh, Kona Red tournament, now it's called, uh, that we all play in. It's four-man draw. It's like the Christmas invitational yeah, kind of thing. during December. Nice. Mm-hmm. The only time we're really all back home together. Yeah. So yeah. whoever wants to come out, we, we might get you an invite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, pretty soon you'll all be back in September oh, for the, yeah. uh, the new yeah. AVP event in Hawaii. Yeah. How's stuff for you guys? That's also another reason why I need to defend my New York title because that's the first uh, way to qualify. Oh, is it? The, yeah, the Gold oh, Series. Shiza. They take uh, the top, your two out of three finishes. Gold Series finishes. The, the two teams. The and two it's only best what? Team. How many teams get to go to Hawaii? Three. <sighs> it's eight, eight total. I better get back out there so soon. Five, five internationals, two earn it via the Gold Series one points, wild and card. then there's one wild card. Yeah. Come on, wild so, card. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you got home field advantage for the wild card. Yeah. Let's see. I got I to gotta beat out the McKibbins in their YouTube videos. Yeah. <laughs> Podcast is better, though. Come, Come on, on. Sandcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Now that's going to be sick, though. I'll be there either way. Yeah, for stoked, sure. But definitely be jealous if I don't get to play in that one. Yeah, where? what beach in Hawaii? Do we know that yet? It's Waikiki the, Beach. The but Hilt, I think they said it'll be in front of the, the Hilton. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, Waikiki. We kind of grew up playing, I mean, obviously played Outrigger, but if we were in Outrigger, we were at Queens, which is yeah. like pretty deep sand. It's just kind of a small beach. Yeah. They, they've put the, um, an AVP on there, like 05 or something like that. The king of the beach. KOB, right. Yeah. Okay. Jake, um, Jake lost in the finals. Sucker. <laughs> <laughs> Who won that one? I know, I was cheering for Sean Scott the whole time. Yeah. He's a local boy. I was like, oh. Was that the one where it was. Jake picked Stein and yeah. Phil picked Hayden. Yeah, I think that's it. Oh, so Phil and, and Hayden. Phil and Hayden won, I think. Hmm. I don't know who won it in. But yeah, it was King of Beach. They got to the two winners got to choose who they wanted to play with for the yeah. finals. Yeah, I forget I'm who won. Dying for one of those to come back. Like, let's let's do that. Yeah, AVP, that'd be fun. Let's go Vegas. Kob. <laughs> Vegas. Kob. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> that'd be sick. That'd be a fun one. Yeah. But I mean, with. With the world right now, we mentioned it as deep as it is. Who do you think is number the number one team in the world? I feel like that changes just any given week. It does. I mean, you see teams podium and then take ninths. I mean, uh, but if I had to choose, I mean, Nikolai and Lupo haven't been at tournaments recently. I don't know why, but they're. I heard there was a injury there. Oh, uh, really? Right. They're a top team. Lupo, uh, maybe. Losiat Cantor. Phil and Nick, uh, and and the Latvians. Yeah, weirdly, Alison and Bruno having their weird. Have yeah. you hear any stories on that? They had. 
I mean, obviously they broke up now, but it was like embarrassing to watch them play together in in uh, Huntington. Dude, the whole like, the whole Brazilian system just like blew up. Like, yeah, every team switched. I think I can't think mm-hmm. of one team that stayed together. Yeah, they tend to do that a lot, and it tends to work for them. Like, yeah, yeah. they're just like right back into it. Interesting to see Ricardo's back playing with Guto. Yeah, so he's back on the world tour. What does that mean for AVP? Uh, is he signed up for New York? I, uh, I don't know. We'll have to see. It's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> I can bring it up. Wonder, yeah, check it out. Wonder how Kame's feeling about that. <laughs> yeah, but that's a big event. You know, everyone's um, wanting to get that invitation to Hawaii. And, yeah. and it's interesting that it's not a full season worth of points. Like, I mean, right. shoot, some team could get hot for two tournaments and yeah. punch their ticket to Hawaii. And that would be huge. That's where you want to end, end yeah, your year. Yeah, that's where you want to end up. And AVP pays for hotel now. So now you got a paid for trip to Hawaii. Well, I heard the. Hawaii promotion, like they want to pay for some flights and hotels too. So what? that's Hawaii. why they're trying to keep it really small. It's like invitational. Ah. They want to, you know, try to pay well, for it. Well, they're going to have to fly some international players pretty far. Yeah. <laughs> Ricardo, by the way, is signed up with Kane for ah, New York. Okay. Uh, so, so I guess you can play both. Yeah. I mean, it's probably no different than, I mean, than you and Jake playing international too. He's probably just picking his spots. Yeah, yeah. I thought for some reason if you're active on the world tour for another country, you weren't supposed to play AVP, but I guess I'm wrong. Well, Kane was doing that last year, still playing for Canada. And You're right. So You just need a green card. Yeah. Got it. And it came as dual citizenship anyway. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Now he know. does. Well, he had it before because his mom's actually American. Oh, really? But, yeah, everyone thinks that it was because he married Lane. Mm. <laughs> he could have done it anyway. Um, but, no, that's going to be... That'll be a fun event. I had to skip it this year because I don't have enough of an excuse to fly my ass out there. <laughs> yeah, New York's an expensive one. Yeah. Yeah. They used up all the... The last of my credit card miles are now gone. <laughs> so. You were you were thinking about not going, and then you qualified in yeah, Austin. Yeah, like, it kind of hung on Austin if you I was going to. to New York, and now it's like, all right, well, got, yeah. I got an extra budget. Nice. <laughs> you can't quit on that high. Yeah. Yeah, so that helped. A qualifier's gnarly, though, with... Because Loomis and Piotr are in it, yeah, and Madison's in it. It's nuts to look at. I mean, two people in the qualifier have won an AVP in the last like five months, which really? is crazy. Because Loomis, Loomis, yeah, Maddie and Loomis oh, both yeah. won one. They're on different teams. Piotr took a third in Hermosa. Oh so. yeah, <laughs> Piotr's good, man. I'm I'm like waiting yeah, for we him just, to break through. We just played them in the court. They took a fifth in Austin. Oh yeah, did they? Yeah. Seventh, seventh, fifth or seventh? Yeah. Yeah, they're they're good. They're playing well. So yeah, the qualifier. I mean, everyone says it, but I'm happy to be out of it. <laughs> oh yeah, dude, for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy to see how fast your ascent has been. Because I remember, I mean, mm-hmm. New Orleans of 2015, you and Spencer knocked out first round of the quality, uh, right? Yeah. And then so, so my my AVP career went losing first round of the qualifier. Uh-huh. To qualifying the next two times, and then third in Manhattan. Damn, <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, I was pretty lucky. My wait, brother. who was your first tournament with? Spencer, Spencer. McLaughlin in McLaughlin. New Orleans. That's yeah. right. I forgot about that. And then Trevor scooped you. Yeah, right when I was able to qualify, I played in a couple of AVP next, but once and I qualified twice and had enough points for the main draw, we that's when we teamed up for Manhattan. 
I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, you had a quick run at it, and Trevor had to grind his way through. Yeah. Like, for, like, two years before that, he was, yeah. like, <laughs> playing with every partner, trying to get scraped for points, just waiting for the bug to graduate <laughs> or get over playing pro. Yeah. It's like, hurry up, Taylor. God. <laughs> and then right away, you guys are golden right into the main draw. Did you guys play stuff together growing up, too? Or was it was the age difference... I guess big enough when you were younger that like that wouldn't ever really have happened. The whole uh, it was well for volleyball. It was always like kind of against each other yeah. uh, on the beach, and for like club and like for basketball, the age gap was just a little too much. Two years. Yeah. Uh, he had his club volleyball, and I was down with the younger kids. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no. You played with like, Madison, right? Yeah, I played with Madison. Yeah. Um, but no, on the beach it was always playing against each other. Never really with each other. Yeah. <laughs> Who was your partner? My partner was Micah Christensen. Ah, that's up. right. Yeah. Wait till that guy. God, comes that's out. another. That's yeah. another name that you guys grew up with. Is yeah. just a world class volleyball player. He's yeah, probably the best setter in the world. Yeah, I think he's the best setter in the world right now. Uh, yeah, I grew up with him since I was like he started volleyball late actually, probably when he was fourteen. Yeah, wow. Uh, but I grew up with him since we were like nine years old playing basketball on the same club team. And actually a f- funny story about him and like <laughs> how he was brought up and like how he's such a perfectionist now is we were like 11 years old in a one of our club basketball games. And the game was tight and he had two free throws. And his dad said, if you miss, you're walking home. <laughs> no way. Yeah. He missed. Is his dad the coach? Uh, he was the assistant coach. Oh, wow. And he had to walk home. But <laughs> that, luckily, one of our other uh, teammates, like parents, drove him home. <laughs> that says but, uh, a lot. Yeah. So he's, a, he's a, a world-class athlete, perfectionist, and it just really shows, I mean, where he's gotten to now. Yeah. Being, it's almost scary to, to think about when he comes out to the beach because yeah. he's just such a good all-around player. He's yeah. probably, he's like, I think he's taller than me, 6'6", six, six maybe? Six, yeah, 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six, six. Six, can jump well. And just like Ambidextrous. Ridiculous, yeah, ridiculously right. skilled at mm-hmm. every position. And yeah. Crazy competitor. It's crazy to see just how some players can make that transition from indoor to beach so fast, mm-hmm. and then others, it takes a little bit longer. So now we're seeing David Lee is coming out. Yeah. To the beach, and I haven't got to watch him play yet. But obviously, Reed made the transition really quick. Mm-hmm. You made it Kinda. fast too. Well, yeah. Reed played before. Yeah, Reed though. used to play. I don't think a lot of people knew he used to play in the AVP a couple times. Yeah, right? yeah like yeah, the early two thousands, yeah. right? Just a couple. I mean, not a lot, but. But his style is still not. It's not like a beach style. Like yeah. you can tell, he's kind of tried to transform his mm-hmm. indoor game to the beach and use his like work ethic and yeah. you know. I don't know. He's just trying to figure it out and create his own style. But for me, like when I think about people that can just transfer over is like, is when for that player, the feeling is like you're playing a completely different sport. Mm -hmm. Like for me, I felt like when I played beach, I went and I'm playing beach. And then when I go indoor, I'm going and playing indoor. Like I'm jumping different. My thought process is different. Everything's different. Mm -hmm. A lot of people try to like think of it as the same thing. And for me, like, I think it's completely different, right? Like, because right. we went, we grew up playing at Outrigger in the morning or whenever, and then going to indoor practice later that day. So, like, doing it within the same day, and it's like it's like going from soccer practice to basketball practice. 
Like you're just you're playing a different sport. Mm. And I feel like for people like like when Micah comes out, Micah Ma'a is gonna be good at it. Yeah. Shoji's uh probably Kavika is gonna be make the transition really well. Um but the guys who haven't played it before, you can tell there's like this different like they're like, I don't know what to do. All I know what to do is to transfer my indoor skills to the beach. So right. the transition is obviously a lot longer. Like Hayden used to tell me, he's like, dude, I took I think he took like four or five years to win his first tournament on the beach. Really? And that's after two indoor Olympics. <laughs> maybe not maybe not five, maybe like four, but and he won it with Lambo. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's how I look at it is like you really got to just like learn it as a new sport. Yeah. Because it's jumping differently. Your arm swings different. Your vision, what you're looking for is different. Mm. And I mean, you're probably one of the best to do it. Winning, uh, what, NCAA player of the year? Yeah. At, at What are you, 5'11 or 6 foot? 6 feet. Come on. <laughs> six feet. With shoes. With shoes. It's better if you're 5'11 and you jump nah, higher. Just under 6 foot without shoes. Wow. <laughs> yeah. But dude, like you're probably one of the best to do it is transfer the indoor game to the beach like that quickly but i don't know what do you think oh for sure i mean it's helped that i grew up playing it so yeah and even during my college career we'd on the weekends off we'd go to the rec center and Mm -hmm. all the indoor guys would we would play beach so i still always kind of played throughout that time you ever Uh, like use that indoor mindset though or like i mean is there a lot that transfers over or uh, or mindset wise i'm sure you know competing is competing but I don't know. I'm just picturing like the way I jumped. It is a totally different sport, right. I think. But there are a lot of things that you can bring over. Yeah, that's, that are true. Helpful. that's true. Like, I don't. Know, it's it's just really interesting to see. Like Rosie's never played indoor in his life. Right. Yeah. And that is crazy. Jake's never played, or he played like I don't know, a couple of years of club right. or high school volleyball yeah. indoor. <laughs> So it's Phil, same thing. It's Phil, same Nick, thing. Never played. But you know, Rosie hit as hard as anyone. You know, yeah. Line bounce. Yeah, it's true. Uh, the Vegas line. So yeah, it's yeah, it's hard to say because there's like parts of me where I'm like, my whole blocking game indoors, which I was a good blocker indoors, was built on the beach. So I transferred that over. But like when I go into hit. I'm not doing what I did indoors where I, I'm not looking for the same things. I'm looking yeah. for seams indoor mm-hmm. and like, where can I squeak it by yeah. the big block? And on the beach, I'm like have very peripheral vision and I'm trying to look at both. Usually you look at both the block and the defender kind of at the same time. And then you're like, you're ready to wait and go at different speeds, but like yeah. there's no off speed in, in indoor really, or there's a little bit of off speed, but you're coming in hard as yeah. hell. And then, if you do it perfectly, like you can, it'd be interesting to see Sean play indoor. <laughs> I'm yeah, sure, yeah, I'm sure exactly. he'd be really good still, but he's probably played in a few, uh, uh, Redondo, Redondo high school, uh, <laughs> alumni games. Yeah, I think that's, that's true. the extent of it. <laughs> I'm sure his knees would not be happy yeah. <laughs> when you're used yeah, to jumping no, in sand. Not at, not at this age, I guess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's also another thing is like your body learns how to jump on hardwood and your body mm. learns how to jump in sand. Yeah. And we're seeing that probably with Chase Budinger. Like he doesn't have his sand legs quite yet. I mm. don't think. Cause I've seen, <laughs> I've seen videos of him dunking over P Diddy in the NBA slam dunk <laughs> contest. And he's, he's flying on the beach, but yeah. he ain't there yet. Yeah. But once that clicks and you're, that's definitely another transition is like, people don't really understand, but 
getting your beach legs. Yeah, exactly. It's a totally different kind of jump than yeah. jumping indoor. Yeah, exactly. I feel like the mental transition is probably pretty tough too, because like, like you said, it's almost a completely different sport. I mean, mm-hmm. you have six guys on the court, and you have two. Yeah. And the courts, are, the courts smaller. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the the rules are different too. Like with the setting, like I never played indoor either. And when I was watching the national championship between yeah. UCLA and Long Beach, did you go to that too? I watched it on TV. And I was watching the setting, and I was like, "Is there anything that's legal?" Yeah. <laughs> it is hard to go back and watch indoor because, uh-huh. like, when your mind's thinking beach, you're you're always like, "Oh, lift, oh, <laughs> double, like what?" But then you're like, "Oh, shoot, it's indoor. Okay, you gotta like forget about." It. And you you play a lot more. Every once in a while, you're playing indoor. You played in that yeah. PVL league or something. I, I've yeah. honestly played in... NBA. Yeah, I, I played in one USC alumni game since <laughs> I stopped playing college, which is kind of depressing, but <laughs> but that's all I've played, and, and yeah. like the ground felt so hard. Even when I try to go dunk on the hardwood, I'm like, I feel like I can't jump because it's just <laughs> like so different. You're, you're used to like the ground giving out under you rather than... like slamming your feet down and then I try to land and my back hurts. I'm like, ah, oh, I'm so unathletic on the <laughs> wood <Welcome> back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I know that's not the case for Taylor here because he still balls out when he goes and plays indoor. I'm still young, so my body can hold up. <laughs> yeah, I thought I was until this last year. Jesus, age 10 years at once. <laughs> what made you want to go with beach over indoor? Because, I mean, indoor, it's so much more... I mean, I don't want to say safe, but, you know, a little bit more reliable just in terms of you have a contract. Right. And the money is a lot more significant indoors than it is on the beach unless, like, you are winning. Yeah, it was actually really spur of the moment. Uh, It was after I qualified for New York. I got a call from my agent, and they had a contract for me in Puerto Rico. Nice. Uh but I would have to leave in like two weeks or something. And Manhattan was in like two weeks. So I'd have to miss that. It was either stay and play with my brother in Manhattan or go play in Puerto Rico. Go for make the next. a guaranteed, guaranteed solid yeah. sum of money. Uh, How much is the contract? Are we, are we allowed to say it in? <laughs> I don't know. Well, Puerto Rico money, like you can make it, like yeah, it's only fifty G's in three months or yeah, two and it was, a half it's months. It's only a three and a half month season. Yeah. So like just yeah. I mean, it's a lot of money. You can, you can make, in your two-month Puerto Rico season, you can make double what you make having a good year on the AVP. Yeah. That's my point. Uh, so, yeah, I was either pick one or the other, and I had, like, three days to decide. Oh. I was just like, um, all right, I'm going to stay here. Damn it, Trevor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, I mean, I just can't look you back can't, now. You can't complain. Yeah. Playing the beach lifestyle is just yeah. too good. For sure. And... I mean, we mentioned earlier that you know you could put any two phenomenal skill sets together, but if the personalities don't mesh, then mm-hmm. it's probably not going to work. And yeah. you and Trevor have obviously had your differences. Yeah. But I mean, you worked really well on the court too. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I mean, I think in 2016 you made at least the semis in every single AVP. Yeah. And what made you guys go so well, despite the fact that your brothers and you butted heads fair amount? Uh, well. Alzina helped a lot, uh, <laughs> keeping us under wraps. Good mediator. He, yeah, he actually, I mean, a lot of people don't know this because it's behind the scenes, but he'd come over to our house a couple times and, you know, we'd just talk things out. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, he helped a lot. You know, obviously my parents 
they know that we don't get along great, so <laughs> they always help a lot talking to me, talking to him. Uh, yeah, I think just as two volleyball athletes, we both want the same thing. We both want to win. We both want each other to do great. Uh, so even with all the other bullshit going on, <laughs> going on uh, our volleyball games do complement each other, and we understand what each other's game is. So that's what made it really easy to perform, not necessarily to play with. <laughs> <laughs> right. You performed, for yeah. sure. Yeah. What about on the flip side of it, uh, playing against each other now? It's interesting having to... It's the one thing like playing against... I don't know how it's like playing against a family member. It's mm-hmm. next level. But playing against friends, you know, yeah. you really have to learn how to leave it on the court, yeah. especially when you're playing for a living. Like, you can't think of it like, oh, this guy just stole like $5,000 out of my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be like, all right, whatever. <laughs> let's just not talk about that part of it. You want to go barbecue later? Shoots, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's... I mean, I always get a little more excited to play against him. But oh yeah, well the fans love it. Yeah, the, sure. I think the fans love it more than well <laughs> yeah. more than I do. I don't know, <laughs> yeah. Trevor, if Trevor still feels the same way. Like the very the first time we played each other, it was like, all right, oh, yeah. we're gonna go at it here, oh, yeah. which was awesome. Hermosa was awesome. Uh, both times we played each other, uh, Cause, but cause now you won both. <laughs> I mean, no, just like the atmosphere no, yeah, and totally. everything was, that was, was Those were the best matches of that tournament. Yeah. Uh, sure. But no, now it's, I mean, I still do get excited just because it's my brother. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure he does too. But like all the other stuff is kind of gone. Yeah. Like, I'm cheering for him in China and Switzerland, everything. Happy he's doing well. Uh it sucks that when we do play each other, one of us has to go home. Yeah, your mom like <laughs> yeah. your mom comes up to me like, "I hate this so yeah. much." Trav. It's like she's gonna cry. She's like, "I hate like, when they play each other. Why do they have to play each other?" It'd be a lot better if we could just play each other in one of the first three rounds. So yeah, someone's still in it. Yeah, exactly. The elimination uh, round yeah. is brutal. Yeah, but <laughs> no, it's definitely fun. I always get excited to play them, but yeah. It seems to have died down a little bit. Because I remember, yeah. I mean, before you guys played that first match in Hermosa last year, which that was awesome from a mm-hmm. fan's perspective because they were turning people away for yeah. a quarterfinal. That's what I heard. Which is yeah. nuts. <laughs> um, and that, like, it definitely seemed the animosity was pretty high then. Yeah. But then, I mean, you guys played each other in Huntington. Uh-huh. And, I mean, the it like the crowd loved it, like you said. Yeah. But it seemed that you guys, like, you actually shook hands afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> it well, I always tried to shake his hand. <laughs> yeah. people, people saw that. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, for me, it was never, like, like I said earlier, to be better than him or to, to beat him. Uh, so, I mean, and that goes for anyone I play. Like, you don't really see me talking trash to anyone. I kind of just keep to myself and my mindset in the game, whatever it takes to win the game with my partner. I think our side is way more important than what they're doing on their side. Yeah. So that's always been my mindset for volleyball. And then Trevor on the flip side is like, <laughs> he plays better when he's talking trash. Yeah. So he embraces it. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty funny actually to, to see the contrast there between you two. Mm-hmm. Um, what was he going to say? I forgot. Well, <laughs> I mean, both of you guys have, aging partners has that like is that something that could happen down the road a crab reunion yeah i've i for sure wouldn't say no to it yeah uh 
I mean, I really respect all of his talents. He's a phenomenal volleyball player. Probably, I mean, I hear it from everyone. He's like one of the most annoying ones to play against because he's so good at what he does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and, you know, not just like his line shots or his chizzy lines, but he, I think he's one of the, the best setters we have uh, with his hands and even transition setting. Uh, is one of his top skills, which is very hard to do. Yeah. I'm terrible transition setter. Anytime Jake pulls and digs the ball, I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> Jake, stay up in that. Yeah, stay, please. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, yeah, I could for sure see us at some point playing together. I wouldn't say no. Yeah, yeah. but right now I'm sure the focus is Tokyo. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. with them, what do you think of the just the FIVB cutting down the qualification to it's what be best four out of six FIVBs where it was eight out of twelve before? Uh, That's the the FIVB. Yeah, four like to ranking, six now, right? But is that the Olympic? No, no, no. Qual- so yeah. Olympic. So that's different. Is your best starting next uh, year. Next year, but actually the last China. two events. Yeah, China is going to count. So, so October China? Yeah, maybe yeah. like October. Starting in October, every event counts towards the Olympics, and you get to pick your best 10. Mm-hmm. So your best 10 will count towards Olympic qualification. Okay. And yeah. you have to be, on top of having your best 10, but you have to be top 16 in the world to qualify. Yeah. And if It's complicated. Then, yeah. Yeah. And you have to, Just get it has top to be the same partner. Yeah, yeah. So you have to get all those finishes with that partner. It's it's tricky and it's sketchy because like if you have an injury or something, you can't like like Hayden got injured during Olympic qualification 2016, and I went to Brazil with Burek just because I really wanted to play. Yeah. But like one of them was a Grand Slam, and like those I knew those finishes were just wash because I wasn't playing with Hayden and he was like could barely walk for a little bit. But, um, yeah, it's sketchy. Like, you don't want a badly timed uh, injury, which actually Phil and Rosie had. Uh, Phil had his ab, and that was during Olympic qualification. So yeah. him and Nick actually had to go from They only had, zero. like, 16 tournaments or something. Yeah, exactly. We all, everyone else had, like, 20-plus yeah. or something, and they had just a few, but... Unfortunately, that's all they needed. God it's damn funny it. to see that, like, when Phil and Nick first started playing together again, they were back in the qualifier. Like, could you imagine drawing them? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dream draw. Yeah. <laughs> so with Olympic qualifications starting next year, like, are the non-Olympic years AVP? Is AVP your focus? Or do you still, like, what would kind of be that breaking point between skipping an AVP to play an FIVB in a non-Olympic year? I guess it would just be dependent on our finishes. You know, like if we have great finishes and then, you know, we could play an AVP instead of a FIVB. Yeah. I guess we'd choose that way. So uh, it's your, seed, your seeding, basically. Yeah. You don't want to... Seeding on the World Tour is huge. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd say that would probably be the biggest. Another thing a lot of people are thinking about is if you're on the cusp of the USA stipends, so the Team USA yeah. is paying for you. Mm-hmm. If you're on the back end of that and you're about to get, you know, you go to another international tournament, you get health insurance, an extra yeah. thousand bucks a month in your pocket, you're probably going to go to that event and try to get a few points yeah, rather to than stay in the stay. top eight or whatever yeah, it is. You just really hope that it doesn't come over like a one of your favorite AVPs, like a 
Hermosa Manhattan or something. Yeah. What is your favorite AVP? Uh, Hawaii Invitational. Event site, probably New York. But, uh, like, atmosphere, I mean, last year Hermosa was unbelievable. And, of course, Manhattan. I'd have to choose probably those three. Yeah, just the the local California ones. Because, man, I would love it if, if... if there was a way that the AVP could do one at Laguna, just because I love that intimate setting, just yeah. like everyone just piled on top of one each other. Like, That's I love that old school feeling. Yeah, like Sick. you see pictures of that back in the day, and everyone's just boom right there around the court. It's like the six man. Yeah, that's the only time when, well, for me, like that I've played where it's like twenty, thirty people deep, just standing like on the sidelines. Yeah. So anything that goes out, you're like diving into people. Yeah, that's always good fun. Yeah. Well, we uh, we finally caught you on your first day without volleyball. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> Coach's order said no beach today. Yeah, you still <laughs> played a little. I I hopped into two drills. <laughs> How do you stay healthy with as much as you play? Just like knees and shoulder. And... Uh, I'm pretty good at listening to my body, even though I'm playing a lot. Like just off the court, like whatever my body whether it's my like I do have injuries but I do try to stay on top of them uh one being my shoulder uh, a lot of rehab for my shoulder just keeping it strong helps a ton yeah but honestly if, like I'm sure you know this is only my third year actually on the beach so far whoa <laughs> seems uh, like longer yeah uh or, yeah it's the third year like your first three years coming from indoor, like yeah. the sand felt so good. Oh yeah. Oh like yeah. Your body was way better. Exactly. So like right now that's where I am, like twenty six, <laughs> yeah, off the hard court, <laughs> feeling good, diving around on the sand, nothing's gonna hurt me. But yeah. I just gotta remember to stay on top of it and yeah. Keep that going. It's like so prehab. I, yeah. Yeah. And you got a good partner to teach you that. Exactly. I kinda had a that good partner in Hyden to kinda show me that he's like yeah, you're feeling good now. Just watch. Yeah. Just watch. <laughs> Everyone, all salty. Everyone keeps saying that. All the old guys are just mad in, that we're feeling In old. my head, I'm like, I'll never be like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, stay light, and yeah. you should be good. Yeah. Was there, is there anything else you want to add? Anything else you want to talk about? Uh, no. It's, if you guys have anything else to ask. Otherwise, yeah, where can uh, where can our listeners find you on social media or, or oh, get in yeah. touch with you? Uh, Instagram at tcrabs. Uh, you can email me at taycrab at gmail dot com. Uh, yeah, those are the kind of two platforms I use most. Nice. All nobody, right. Nobody threw their email. Yeah, that's the first yet. email we've had <laughs> thrown out there. I don't call. really go on Facebook anymore. Yeah, it's I don't old school. Huh? Really use Twitter. Yeah. So yeah, just DM me or email me. It's chill. All right. And then the last question we ask all of our guests is, if you had to give one piece of advice to someone just kind of getting into beach volleyball, what would that be? Uh, It's to be a student of the game. To be smarter rather than stronger, faster, bigger, I think is more important than the other things. So learn the game, learn why things work, why things don't work, and... The more you play, that's when you get bigger, faster, stronger. You know, going on the beach, just playing every day, 
you'll train those muscles naturally. Also, the gym does help also, but I think the IQ of the game is the most important thing. All there right. you go. There the it bug is. Delivering the, bug. the knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, we appreciate you coming on. Uh, thank you guys for having me. Yes, sir. Shoots. Peace. Shoots. There Shoots. you go, Travis. <laughs> Travis got his picture with the Hawaiian. There you go.